From VinePair's New York City headquarters, this is End of Day Drinks, where we sit down with the movers and shakers in the beverage industry. So pour yourself a glass and listen along with us. Let's start the show. On this week's End of Day Drinks, we're talking to the people behind Beer Culture and the Bronx Brewery. We're going to talk about how Beer Culture is becoming a nonprofit and how they're collaborating with the Bronx Brewery for an internship program that launched in March. It's a rolling application process that allows you to learn beer production at Bronx Brewery and is intended to bring more BIPOC people into the beer industry. Let's go. Hi, everyone. My name is Kat Walensky. I'm the senior editor at Fine Pair. Thank you for joining us for End of Day Drinks today. We are here today with two VIPs in the Bronx beer business, Tisha Cook and Kevin Sheetram. Tisha is the president and CEO of the nonprofit organization Beer Culture, and that is culture with a K. And Kev is vice president of marketing for the Bronx Brewery. Tisha, Kev, thank you so much for joining us today. Listen, thank you for having us. I am super excited to be here with you guys today. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. And VIP is the biggest overstatement ever about me, but I think Tisha fits the bill. Stop. I mean, you have a V and a P in your title, so I feel like it's... (laughs) There is an I in VIP, I guess. All right. (laughs) There is. also with me today from Vine Pair's editorial team are our executive editor, Joanna Sherino, associate editor, Katie Brown, and staff writer, Tim McCurdy. Hey, everyone. So Beer Culture is a very unique company, which I will let Tisha describe in more detail in a minute. But it started off as a brand that was more of a beer blog and lifestyle brand, if I'm correct, um, published some of the most powerful stories in beer, including the founder's brewing story in 2018 about the racism lawsuit there. And the beer culture as a brand is like a leader in in the Twitter sphere of conversations around diversity and representation and and culture overall. And now you've transitioned into a nonprofit organization and are partnering with various organizations, including Bronx Brewery. So could you kind of fill us in on the journey there, Tisha? Yeah. So um, I feel like, you know, going nonprofit was just a part of the journey all along. Um, we've already been heavily, um, you know, into community work and pushing the the culture forward. Um, so just going the nonprofit route was really just the next step uh, that made sense to us. Um, and so essentially, what we do as a nonprofit is we uh, we created you know sponsorship opportunities um, for up and coming you know African American. Black, Hispanic, Latino uh, people within the culture um, that we represent, Um, scholarship opportunities for them, mentorship opportunities, um, a job board, uh, just to kind of create access. Um, We felt like, you know, there there isn't a lot of access for, for people of color. Um, and so instead of, you know, just talking about the problem, like, you know, we've been doing for, for many, many years, um, it was time to do something about it. Um, and so just going nonprofit put us in a position to where we could assist more people. Um, so, I mean, uh, that's what we do. 
Yeah. And what is, how would you describe the culture, culture with a K? Um, so culture is, is like a soul, honestly. Um, when you think about culture, you think about, you know, the people that it represents. You think about the history, you think about the arts, you know, the swag, everything that has to do with, with the person, with the soul of a person. Um, and so that's what culture is. We're just representative of the community at large. Um, so that's, that's you, that's me, that's, you know, everybody who feels connected uh, in this space, we, we represent them. For sure. And Kevin, the Bronx Brewery is known for just being a leader in that space, in my opinion. I mean, the, the brewery is just like very mindful of its service and its staff and hiring and being inclusive in that respect, um, particularly with the local South Bronx community there. And I also think that at this point, the Bronx Brewery is known for sending these messages through their beer as well. So what is the, the message here with your collaboration with Beer Culture and uh, the most recent actual beer collab, which I will let you pronounce and describe? Tisha, all you on the pronunciation. Yeah! 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 up for that one. Um, <laughs> and, and honestly, it's uh, Tisha, like everything Tisha does, Tisha will, will get this across better than I can. But at the core of what this is was, uh, it's, it's a long story that I'm going to try to kind of boil down into its essentials here. And we can always... Um, open it back up throughout this conversation but between the beer and the collaboration at the core of it is an idea that in order to get anything done it always has to be done together right and a cat i know on this pod and in your work and across the board everyone here it's the everyone has spoken about this one way or another but right to go to go quickly go alone to go further go together and as we were talking about this collab with Tisha and the beer culture team, the idea was after, you know, years and years and years of um, a feeling of some really just like pernicious division, um, trying to have something going into 2021 that spoke to the idea of collective action and using community, not as a noun, but as a verb. And, you know, you say you're up in the Bronx and you'll hear, five people yelled around the street. And so Tisha's yeah. idea was, was yeah. the idea yeah. that this is a rallying cry. And that's the thing that kept going on and on and on. So Tisha, I, I can come back to the larger partnership, but do you want to talk to just the significance of the name? Yeah. So like, like Kevin said, you know, it's a rally cry. Um, it's something that, that bands us together. Um, and so when we talked about, you know, creating a beer, um, and, and the message that it represented, this is something that we wanted to create the emotion as well. Um, and I think that's why the, the beer did so well, because people felt connected to it. Um, I know people in the Bronx who aren't beer affiliated at all, um, who went out of the way to make sure that they, they went out and they copped and, and, you know, they shared it and they talked about it because they were connected to it. They were connected to what your means and what it represents in, you know, our communities. Um, and so, you know, we, we wanted to speak to that and we wanted to make sure that 
we we brought people together because you know there's there's a lot of nastiness going on in the world around us, right? We've got COVID, we've got, you know, everything that was going on with the presidential campaign, and then we've got real life that's just happening, right? Mm -hmm. um, racism wasn't born, you know, with George Floyd. Things were happening way before then. Um, and so, you know, this was the opportunity for us to say, okay, we recognize that these things are going on. Let's come together and let's do something about it. Um, and so that's how the internship was born, because that that's our action piece right there. Um, and I'll flip it back to you, Kev. Yeah, thanks, Tisha. So I think in the end, we try to share the very same things that beer culture holds dear, which is the idea that beer is just the beginning, right? And I think one of the words that get thro gets thrown around a lot about craft beer is that it does create a third space. And you know, not, not in apocalyptic COVID times, but you know, in, in normal times, you've got your, your home, your office and your third space and whatever the past decade, you've seen these tap rooms become some of the better third spaces that exist anywhere. But, you know, I think the, we all know the elephant in the room is that it can often feel like it's not a super inclusive space. And, you know, for us, beer really is just the beginning. And every time we have one of these up and comer collabs, often be it with visual artists, we have one coming out with um, a woman named Mecca Woods, who's an astrologer in the Bronx. That's coming out in a couple days. That's going to have a whole Zodiac bent to it. You know, basically every time we have any beer that comes out, we try to have some story around it and have some part of that story be some impact on the community around us. So to me, that's it's my favorite part about what we do. It's my favorite part about being at the brewery is that. I was talking to somebody recently and it's like everyone, every time we have a new beer, it feels like a launch because there's so much around it and it gets, gives us a chance to meet these incredible people doing incredible things and be able to, whether it's a nudge or a shove or a lift, whatever, it, it allows us to be able to help in whatever way we can a couple times a month. And this is, to me, this is one of the things that I've had the most pride and joy in working in, in my entire career, even before beer, being able to work with Tisha and her team on putting this internship together and just feeling the, the energy and the, the optimism around it and just seeing these applications. I mean, it's like, we're, we're a couple days away from making these announcements, but Tisha, I won't oh say I was God. shocked by the caliber of candidate, but it was Man. pretty amazing, right? To see yes. that the amount of people who came through and are looking yes. for these big career pivots that came to us with pretty incredible careers as they were already. Right. I mean, aviators. I was like, what? <laughs> Absolutely. Wait, That's so cool. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering when it comes to these applications that you're getting, what are you looking for in candidates? What are you kind of seeking out? And then how do you feel like this internship is helping new people get into beer? Because as you're saying, a lot of people that are applying are people that have really varying backgrounds. So why do you think they're interested in, in doing this? That's Katie, by the way. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. So I I I pride beer culture on being authentic, right? Um, and that's something that connected us to the Bronx brewery because you know, you have breweries all over the world. Um, and, and this is another conversation in itself. So I'm I'm not gonna take it there, but um Bronx Brewery, they they don't pander to to the culture, they don't pander to the community of people. Um, they are a part of the culture. They are a part of the community of people. And people see that. They know what's real and they know what's fake. 
Um, and so I think that's something that speaks to, to the heart of the Bronx Brewery. And that's always spoken to the heart of beer culture. Um, and so I, what, I, what we say in, in, you know, in, in the streets is you're, you're tapped in. Um, and so we're tapped in. And so we're not tapping into to people who are you know, beer geeks or beer nerds. Um, we're, we're reaching actual people who are on the block, who have no affiliation with beer, who don't even know what's possible with beer. Um, and they just have this innocent, inquisitive, you know, state of being where they're like, hey, I want to learn more. You know, I, I want to see what this is about. Um, and we're attracting those people. So our application process, um, if you've seen the website, we don't ask for, you know, anything crazy in terms of, you know, your resume. We ask for one, but um, it's not required. Um, we just want to see like where you are in the game. Do you have like any knowledge at all? Um, or is this completely new to you? Um, so the, the resume piece isn't a deal breaker for us, but we just want to know, you know, who you are at the core, where, where you are and where you're trying to go. Um, and so that's, that's who we're looking for. We're looking for people who just come with genuine, uh, you know, inquisitive states of being and we want to push them forward yeah i think the open secret of the application at this point is that the part that is really catalyzing the whole process is that simple question of why do you want to apply and what made you interested in this position to begin with and from that that simple question we're getting just dozens and dozens and dozens of amazing passionate responses that go into why there's interest in the field to begin with and the wonder and the mystery of beer and, and just the, you know, for people vision of what this opportunity could lead to five, 10, 15 years from now. And to us, that's the point of this whole thing, right? Is finding people that truly have this passion and this interest and this love for this thing that I think for so many of us really is still magic. No, no longer, or no matter how long you've been in the industry. And because the other part of that is that your passion has to be, the starting point, because as we all know, right, especially in and around New York, you're getting up at six in the morning, especially right now, you're trudging through two feet of slush to get to the brewery. And then you're brewing on a cold day and it's a double turn and it's a long day. And so for us, I think working with Tisha and her team uh, at the very, very core of everything has been just the the passion and the the interest in this as a potential life. And just starting there, starting with the idea of why do you want to do this has just been, it's, it's been a dream so far. And I think we've, we've already had a chance to meet a bunch of people that ordinarily we might not have crossed paths with. And yeah. really, you know, I think that being able to be just a small step as part of a pivot in someone's life, it's, there's not much more you could ask for as a human being, I feel like. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm curious too, how logistically this went down because Tisha, you're in Florida, right? I am. And so you actually had, did you come into the Bronx or did you have some of your people there? Like who actually brewed it? And how does that work in terms of the collaboration aspect on Brew Day? So Brew Day, my sister is in the Bronx. Um, her name is Jasmine. She is also uh, a part of the beer culture team. Um, so she was there to, to be a representative for us. Okay, cool. What's up, Jasmine? Yes. Hey, Jazz. 
Jazzy Jazz. <laughs> and uh, what kind of beer was it? I know we talked about the name, but... Yes, it was a rice IPA. Um, so I don't know if you guys follow uh, Beer Culture or uh, the Bronx Brewery on Instagram, but we actually shared a picture of shit ton of rice. <laughs> it was like, could be, you know, arroz con pollo, could be a beer, you know, who knows? <laughs> People know. kept being like, is that Rice Krispies? We're like, kind of. It actually kind yeah. of looks like Rice Krispies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I follow, but for all the listeners out there... <laughs> Check out the rice picks. Follow, engage, share, save, you know, all all the good Instagram hacks. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Good rice content. (laughs) Great great rice content. Top tier. But yeah, in in terms of the beer, the beer is on its way to T-shirt right now via via sample. But yeah, the the response has been incredible. And I think um, the the beer culture really steered the direction of of the recipe. And it's the first rice beer we've made in, in years and years. And it ended up being just perfect timing you know i don't know about you guys but i feel like i spent the first eight nine months of the pandemic with like double and triple ipas and you know come new year i was like mm-hmm. i need something a little bit lighter and yeah. so this one came across and it was up five and a half percent really tropical really citrusy with a really just a signature rice flavor at the end that or the kind of almost rice crispy toastiness that we haven't gotten from a beer in a long time and to me it's one of the more pleasurable beers i've had a chance to have in a long time and just Credit to beer culture for, what is it, September, yeah, October, credit. maybe, being like, we should do this. And we're like, right, I guess so. Yeah, credit to, to Chris. Um, he is on our board. He's also our craft expert. Um, so anything in terms of, you know, our the beer with our partners, um, he's heavily involved with that. Um, and Manny as well. Uh, they work together to make sure that, you know, we had something that was palatable to new drinkers. Um, obviously, you know, we want something that's pleasing to, to people who love the craft already. Um, but we're, we always have new drinkers in mind. Um, and so this was something that we knew, um, was delicate, but delicious at the same time. Um, and it, it, it turned out to deliver just that. Yeah. I can see the kind of like mash up there between mash, no pun intended. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't help myself. Um, but it's like IPA being the, you know, cult leader in craft beer, but then also this is like a tap room that's inviting to everybody. And rice is an ingredient that we are more familiar with in, you know, beers like Budweiser. Um, so it's kind of like you get the best of both worlds there. Yes. Also, Tisha, I might change my Instagram bio to delicate, but delicious. Thank you for that. <laughs> Overstatement of both fronts. I feel like the the butt though. I mean, it's just like two humble brags. (laughs) Delicate but delicious. Like, so where's the bad side? Uh (laughs) Broken but okay. Oh no! (laughs) What happened? Still works. So yeah, eleven months in. Who is here? Hey guys, this is uh, this is Tim here. Um, I just wanted to say, like, I I love the way that you're both describing beer you know um whether it's kevin you know talking about it as as being this really like mythical thing um you know like the magic of fermentation and whatnot or tisha you know like really describing it as this vehicle for change that we can all kind of join together with um i was just wondering how did you both like where did both of your journeys with beer begin uh so i i share this story a lot um 
for me, it started with my husband, um, Dom. He is a beer vet and he um, is the co-founder of Beer Culture. Um, he's he's no longer on the team, um, but he, he started this, right? And so on his journey, uh, our son passed away in 2011. Um, and so, you know, when you experience, you know, something tragic like that, you kind of start to look for the thing that, you know, gives you joy or, or brings life to you again. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so he was reading a book, uh, called of God and Guinness. And so after he read that story, he, you know, went out to the store, bought some Guinness and he loved it. Um, and so he tried to get me to, to taste it and enjoy it. And I was like, yeah, this tastes like shit. I'll pass. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so he kind of made it his mission to find beer that I would enjoy. Um, and so, you know, he, he started on his kick where he was trying all different kinds of styles and flavors and I hated everything. Um, and then he brought, uh, some fruit beer. Um, it was actually, uh, Frambois, the, uh, Lambic. Mm -hmm. And he's like, okay, so I think you're going to like this. And so I'm like, yeah, I I'll pass. I don't even want to taste it because everything I've tried so far has been disgusting. Um, and so I tried that and my mind was completely blown. Um, from there, it, I I've, I've loved everything, you know, with time, my palate grew. I started to like every style, IPA, styles, whatever, um, you name it. I love it. Um, and so that's how I got introduced uh, to, to beer. That's awesome. Was that the Lindemann's Frambois? It sure is. Oh my God. How did I know? Still one of my favorites. <laughs> so we actually do this mix. Um, we call it, it's our Henny mix. So we, we mix it with Henny, Hennessy. <laughs> oh and my God. it's fire. Gasping over here. Yeah. <laughs> so, as, you, as you should, because so it, it will change your life. Wow. Okay. Wait, what do you call it? It's it, are you talking about what do we call it or the yeah. actual name? Like, what do you call it? We call it a Henny Bach. <laughs> a Henny Bach? That's amazing. <laughs> it's a Henny Bach. Go ahead. Get you some of that. <laughs> I, I think that. I will. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, tag us, tag us. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, I think it's a, a point, too, that, that this, this makes is that, you know, there is a beer out there for everyone. Beer is an endless spectrum of flavor and color and aroma and experience. And, you know, it's certainly something that can always be evolving as a beverage as well as an industry and community. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And I, I think, um, Tisha, even I, I didn't, I didn't know that part of your life. And I think that, you know, one of the, greatest things about beer um in this industry is it helps you it helps you find your people and i just want to like reach to the computer and give you a hug right now i'm like mm -hmm. um yeah it. It, it, we, we didn't we didn't know each other what six months ago thereabouts yeah. and like I, you know i i feel i feel honored to know you as a person and privileged to be be part of this and it's um as a as a new father you know it's that's something that um um yeah it I want you to know how much I appreciate having you in my life and how much joy you've given us. Um, it's uh, mutual. It is mutual. Um, you know, I don't think things happen by accident. 
um, again, just to echo what you said, you, you find your people. Um, and from the first day that we chatted through email, I called you my cousin with a K, <laughs> you know, um, we have been like extended family. Um, and that's, that's real shit. So I appreciate uh, you right back. Uh, I feel it. And it, it, honestly, it was an honor to be called that to start. Um, and I, I, I can circle back to my story here, but I think, um, you guys all know, right. But I think, the story of 2020 with the entire world on its head is we're all looking for some kind of leadership, right? Like some, someone to be able to kind of cut through the chaos. Cause it was just mm-hmm. nonstop chaos all the time. And, um, before Tisha, before I knew you, I was so just aware of beer culture because I'm sure every single person on this podcast could attest to it. You were such a, sh- a shining, like uh, powerful light throughout last year. And it seemed like as everything was just uh, really falling apart, uh, you could see beer culture building and gaining ground and um, speaking to this better future as we were all kind of focused on everything just breaking apart in front of us. It's like you guys as a team. And I know that was a lot of it was you just personally, I think shining a light on, the way this industry can actually back up what it says it can do, which is make a better world. And I think that I'd be remiss to have uh, any part of this conversation go on more and more without just thanking you, I think on behalf of, of us in the industry, and I'm sure lots of people here, but you just, it was incredible to see the way that you guys all just kind of rose up and said, okay, here's how it's going to be. Here's what we're going to do. And this is how the industry is going to change. And we're going to be a major player in that. And Really, truly, you know, I'm I'm 35 years old, and I think that looking for, you know, with at that point with a baby on the way, kind of looking for what this world is going to become, and I think few really um, made a plan as clear and as powerful as what you and your team did. Thank you, thank you. That means a lot, Kevin. Ooh, you guys, <laughs> this is getting really, uh, really real. I was gonna say, someone, is someone cutting onions? Like, I was like, <laughs> I was covered in goosebumps here. Jeez, and you guys. I was gonna say, I can't believe you don't know each other already from the way that, like, you sounded when we talked earlier before the podcast. I mean, I thought you were like <laughs> old friends, like tight and possibly actually blood relatives. <laughs> so that's, that's family. That's family, right? Real there. cousins. Yeah, yeah that's a lot like, of a lot of late night emails too getting this all yeah. together literally um man but yeah I, I think I'm, I'm a big believer you know i was always i came up big a just big book nerd and there's that that vonnegut book about for cat's cradle mm. um where there's two types of people right there's the the type of person that um you're kind of arbitrarily put next to um you know f- people that are fans of the same sports team you're a fan of so your friends in that regard then there's the people that are are cut from that same kind of universal fabric and i mean with, with Tisha right away, I, I was kind of felt that I was like, okay, we're, we're on the same page and you just, you feel it. Like you feel it without um, needing to be around. And yeah, I feel yes. again, just go back to the word feeling like really honored and privileged to have access to that. That's amazing. As do we, I mean, both of you have been very welcoming, like super friendly. I mean, it's, this is like what drew me. And I think a lot of people to the beer world in the first place is finding those you know, those like-minded people that you connect with kind of like 
naturally, whether it's just because you're, you happen to be next to someone in the tap room, or if it's because you're actually geeking out over a specific beer. Um, I think that's kind of what this all comes back to is like, you know, everyone's welcome here. And like, there's so many connections still to be made between so many breweries and so many neighborhoods and organizations out there. It's, uh, it's only the beginning. Yeah. I think Tisha, one thing that we share, right. Is I know we've talked about this is that we're both kind of outsiders, right? We weren't really, we didn't really come up in the industry. And I think that uh, I know I feel like that has, has helped give me some perspective for where this industry is going. And I know that's something we've talked about in the past. Yep. Same. And yeah, I guess, um, Tim, to kind of circle back to your, your question, um, you know, uh, it, it's the, the short of it is that there's really a, a couple of pivotal moments for me. It was, uh, went to college in Boston. My roommate was from Vermont. He brought down a, I think it was a magic hat number nine. I was like 1920. And that was kind of my, my eyes open moment of like, okay, this is what, what beer could be. And then you, you start going down that path. Mm-hmm. One really vivid moment though, for me was that I, um, and I told when I interviewed at the brewery, I, I told Damien the story, but, um, so I covered our hockey team at BU and we went out for, it was 2007. I think we went out for the first round of the NCAA tournament for hockey and we were in Michigan and I, I forget the brewery we were at, but it was like, you go there and I was like so revved up because this is back when, you know, craft beer was 13 years ago, 14 years ago was, was still really just barely a thing and was, and you know, to know of a certain brewery felt so indie and rogue and cool. And I was so fired up. I was like, okay, we're going to, we're going to have this. We're going to do that. We're going to do that and that and that. And then the moment I got off the plane, I felt one of those head colds coming in that was like, oh God, this better not block my taste buds. We get to the brewery, cannot taste a thing. Can't no. taste a single no. thing. <laughs> I was like, no. Uh-oh. So I'm there with my friends, you know, have an IPA, having all these beers that were, didn't really have, was, we're still learning about. So what I noticed though, was the events board and the people around there and the role it played in the community. And after that point, that just became this indelible memory for me was like, hmm. okay, this is, this is this whole other part of what a brewery can be. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay. And since at that day onward, I just wanted to go in a beer. And I, I worked in sports for about 13 years after that until, uh, 2019 until after the NBA finals, 2019. Wow. Um, yeah. And so, and I, and, but through that whole time, there was always this part of me. That's like, I wanted always to run a brewery, be part of a brewery that had a huge impact on this community. And the third part is that I worked for the, um, NBA, the national basketball association for about a decade. And you want to be part of an organization that puts its money where its mouth is and mm-hmm. understands its place in society and knows how to be able to push forward collectively. Like it's a, blessing of a lifetime to have been been part of that and this mm-hmm. is really just you know 10 years that that shaped the way i looked at the world and i think the the way that i know that i, I an organization i wanted to be part of and the bronx brewery when this job opened up the other place that i i had felt like that in the industry was the bronx brewery so that was the kind of long way of you know i've been a fanboy of the bronx brewery for five years up to that point and you know being part of it has been just better than i could ever imagine that's are amazing. You a, are you a local in, in the Bronx, Kev? So I live, my, my wife and I moved to uh, Western Queens. So I'm like a, a 10 minute trip out. Um, what? Originally, originally, <laughs> though, I, originally, though, I grew up in uh, Allentown, Pennsylvania. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. So you were fanboying so, all the way from Queens or what? Oh, uh, well, we, again, we're, we're <laughs> living know, the... Queens, Queens has the tendency to do that. <laughs> <laughs> in my, in my defense, in my defense, I, I, I go there like every day. And when I, when I fell in love, I was living in the East Village where our new tap room is going to be oh, right. in the springtime. So yeah, Kat, Kat you and the t- you got to come for that one. That's going to be a blast. So we're oh looking at, we're looking at late spring, like... early summer for the, the East Village tap room. Yeah. So yeah, we, crazy. we went up one day, up one day and I was like, this is what it can be. And you know, anybody who's experienced the backyard there, I feel like Ugh. you get a similar feeling, right? You're like, oh my God. It's really <laughs> a special, a very special place. I mean, it's yeah. like the feeling that you get at Bronx Brewery and the tap room and, and the yard. It's just like, you feel like you're in a different world. <laughs> and it's like, it's the right place to be in that moment. It's really, uh, it's really awesome. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's one of the most special places in the city, honestly, for what it does and, and um, just the, what, you really see beer bringing literally people from a million different backgrounds together. And I guess not literally a million, but literally many, many, many backgrounds together <laughs> um, from, from the same place. I'm trying to use literally more judiciously this year, but the, uh, yeah, <laughs> but, but no, it's, it, I, I truly feel like it's, and we say this all the time. I think it's one of the best places in New York city. Yeah, no, it's, it's really, uh, it's different from a lot of other breweries in that respect. And uh, you know, like beer quality aside, just the, like the ability to attract those like passersby and you know foot traffic and just locals from all walks of life um you know i think that third space is something that we definitely crave now personally from sitting here which is my home my office and my bar (laughs) um so i guess the final question i have for both of you really is like how can we get more people and more beer nerds and, you know, people who are just beer drinkers to pay more attention to the Bronx and like see that as a destination, you know, along with all the breweries that most beer people know about in Brooklyn and Queens and so on. Um, I'll say, I'll say they have to want to, Um, you know, we can put the information out there um, and we can create these opportunities and these spaces. Um, but you got to want to be a part of it, right? You got to want to, you got to want to be, you got to want to be on the playground. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's the simplest way that I can explain it. Just, just be a part. It, it really is that simple. Um, it, it's not, you know, complicated to, to just be a part. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not, getting in with the in crowd it's not knowing about all the latest releases or knowing everything about a beer style it's just like showing up and and you know having a conversation with the person next to you right absolutely absolutely um i I use this this a lot but you know when when you're in kindergarten and you see somebody across from the playground and you're like oh my god that person looks cool i want to talk to them i want to be their friend and you walk over and you say hey you want to be my friend and they're like yeah and then that's like your best friend for life this can be the same way. You know what I'm saying? Like you're in the brewery, you see a person across the room and it's just like, hey, what's up? What you drinking? Okay, cool. Let's let's talk up. Let's talk. And then that's your bestie. You know what I mean? Like it's really that simple. Yo, it is so I true. think more adults should adopt playground behavior. I completely Absolutely. agree. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I encourage it. Listen, I am a mom of three. My children are teenagers now. I know you guys are thinking, oh my gosh. You know, there's no way you have teenage children. 
<laughs> For real. I do. Um, it, you have to stay youthful at heart. Um, it's a state of being, right? That mind frame. I, I learn a lot from my children. Um, you know, grownups don't want to admit that to you, but I learn a lot from my kids and I adopt a lot of my learnings into life. Um, and so that's where, I, you know, I get that thinking from. Yes, absolutely. I encourage that. Be like children and in, in, in the mind. I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> like get, getting, I mean, I'm not a parent, but I think that it's just that easy, like to get involved and to, you know, make a friend. And, you know, when you're curious about something, whether it's your or any kind of other culture, you just it is. literally say hello to somebody and <laughs> say, like, see what happens. Yes. And, yes. and know that your framboise is out there waiting for you as well. You know, if you're <laughs> That's just right. Your honey box. Honey <laughs> box on the horizon. <laughs> and I is don't it- want to create like a, a, a false illusion, right? Because life gets hard and conversations get hard and, and things get muddy at times. Um, but you grow through those things and you learn through those things. But in order to give it an opportunity to do that, you got to start somewhere. And it always starts with a, with a what's up or a hello. Yeah, Absolutely. Like, beer, beer is so good at just like two things, right? Or a million things. But it's, it's really good at, I think, two specific things in that case. And one of them is just helping to kind of like cut that cord of inhibition a little bit. And then the other part is just giving you something in common, right? Like if one thing that we always, we, we focus on and Tisha, I know you and I have talked about it is that you have that with craft beer, you've got that aha, oh my God, this is what it can be moment. And that's just one of the most special things that I right. think that, that I'm, I'm aware of, right? Is just two people that are starting on this, this journey of like, oh wow, it, it can taste like this and it can do this. And there's, Everybody, I'm sure, in this virtual room, everybody listening, I'm sure, could speak about what that first moment was when it felt like this whole world opened up of what this this kind of simple beverage could do and be, and then the amount of people that you can meet out of that. So I think that's just we try to focus on that. I know between beer culture and Bronx breweries, that that's that's this special moment that we try to always um, f- kind of fan the fan the flames of of being like there is so much joy and possibility out there and. Um, it doesn't take, to me, it doesn't take a whole hell of a lot to connect two people and beer is specifically good for, for really those two reasons at, at doing that. Yep. I hear you. So I think that's actually a wonderful place to conclude, uh, our combo here, but where can our listeners out there find, you know, what's going on with you guys? Is it Instagram, your websites, what's up? Yeah. Um, so it depends on who's looking, um, but beer listeners, um, potential uh, people who may want to help sponsor uh, the internship uh, or make it possible um, to continue to do this, um, to support it for through the year, can do so at thebronxbrewery.com um, forward slash beer culture Bronx Brewery production internship. I know that was really long. Uh, so if you go to beerculture.com, uh, <laughs> it will lead you directly to that. Um, we are currently still looking for people to, to help continue to make this possible. Um, you know, the internship is started and it's kicked off. Um, but we need to continue to do the work. 
Um, so anybody who is interested in continuing to push forward and to be an active participant in the change uh, can do so there. Um, you can also follow Beer Culture um, anywhere from Twitter to Facebook to Instagram uh, at Beer Culture. Uh, you spell culture with a K, always. <laughs> K for cuz. That's right. Uh, <laughs> um, and then for those who are interested in applying for the next round, when is that starting and uh, where can they send their the applications are rolling, so it's it's open at all times. You can always submit an application. Um, so we're selecting candidates every two months uh, because the internship lasts two months, um, but the applications are always rolling. Perfect. All yeah, right. So we, well, should be, we should be looking to announce in the next couple of days, and you know, like Tisha said, the, the next slot would be for July 1st, so we'd look to fill that. By about May first. So if you if you're thinking about it, you got some time. And then yeah, to to echo Tisha, if you're somebody out there in a position to be able to help make this possible long term, we're looking for either a, a long term title sponsor or somebody who uh, would be able to fund one help fund one round, offset the costs of one particular intern. So a uh, shout out to Case uh, Drain and and who was our first sponsor for our, our first intern. So really, really appreciative there. And I think, yeah, just like everything else, right. It starts with the community and look as much as we can bring people together to, to make this possible. That's, that's where we are right now. Sounds great. And a shout out to Damian Brown and uh, Manny Salvatore, who uh, Damian's our president, co-founder of the brewery, who's been instrumental in putting this together. And then Manny, our lead brewer put together a, really just a two month super robust awesome curriculum so basically it's if you if you do apply to this if this is something you're interested in it is a uh you're gonna get both a high level look and like a hands dirty look at everything from how to package a beer how to you know move it around how to how to seller it and eventually how to design a recipe and actually create a recipe with us from the ground up they'll act you'll actually brew as part of the up and comer series so yeah th those guys not on this pod, but really would not be here, period, without them, but especially in terms of this internship. Absolutely. And I cannot not shout out the Beer Culture team, because when I tell you I have the best team in the world, I mean that. That's all facts. Um, <laughs> like I said about Chris, you know, he works very detailed and, and diligently on our recipes with our partners. Um, and brought a, a large amount of, you know, just a wealth of knowledge in terms of, you know, our partnerships. So shout out to him. Um, shout out to AJ Kieran, uh, who is our managing director and has been holding the fort down. Shout out to Jasmine. Um, she does everything in terms of our designs and events um, and keeping, you know, the community active and engaged. And shout out to Jay, um, Smooth Jay. Uh, he's our secretary. Um, but he handles a lot of the paperwork side of things and makes sure that we're organized and we can't do any of this without that. Um, so again, shout out to the whole beer culture team. Shout out to, you know, our friends at the Bronx Brewery. So glad to be doing this with you guys. We love, love, love you and what you have brought um, to this collaboration and this partnership in general. Um, and shout out to you guys. Shout out to Kat. Shout out to Tim, Katie, all of you guys. Joanne. You guys have been amazing. Thank you for using your platform to elevate the stories of, of the people of our community. Hey, that's what we that do. Is for sure. That is for sure. Yeah, Tisha, oh. Tisha, thank you so much for everything. 
Think about yeah. many audio hugs right now. <laughs> yes. oh, then, All the then, audio hugs. <laughs> and then everybody stop stop by the back. So open offer. You everyone to come chat about this stuff. Our backyard and our tap room open seven days a week. Um, come by, even if you're just like, hey, what's you know, you just want to come chat beer. Let us know. Shoot us a DM <laughs> on Instagram. Introduce you to Brandon, who really has been I think the heart and soul for making the backyard what it is and and making us as engaged as we are in the community. So yeah, there's just um we'd love to have you and tisha that goes for you whenever y'all come up north too okay listen i will book my flight not tomorrow because y'all got snow out there but i'll be there <laughs> ain't nothing like a little new york city summer so i'm out there <laughs> that's true that's true that's true cool for those in new york uh if you're here in the city it's it's right off the six train it's up there but you know it is literally the south bronx it's just over a <laughs> little so bit of water. Wrong. Yeah. So There's also a secret passageway from Randall's Island. If anybody, oh. when it gets warmer, that's like one of the, the city's best secrets. Is that's if, like, if you're a biker yeah. and you're on Randall's, it, there's yeah, like a yeah, li- yeah. little, it's like a lion, the witch in the wardrobe secret passageway to the, to the South Bronx from, uh, from Randall's. So it's right, right in the Northern sure. Shore. So, yeah. Yeah. So very true. All right. Well, thank you so much, everyone. This is awesome. Anyone listening out there who's interested in getting into beer, especially if you want to work in beer, check out the internship and we will see you next time. Thank you for having us. Bye guys. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of EOD drinks. If you've enjoyed this program, please leave us a rating or a review wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps other people discover the show and tell your friends. We want as many people as possible listening to this amazing program. And now for the credits. End of Day Drinks is recorded live in New York City at Vine Bear's headquarters. And it is produced, edited, and engineered by Vine Bear Station Director, yes, he wears a lot of hats, Keith Beavers. I also want to give a special thanks to Vine Bear's co-founder, Josh Mallon, to the executive editor, Joanna Schiarino, to our senior editor, Kat Walensky, our senior staff writer, Tim McCurdy, and our associate editor, Katie Brown. And a special shout out to Danielle Greenberg, Vine Pair's art director who designed the sick logo for this program. The music for End of Day Drinks was produced, written, and recorded by Darby Seaside. I'm Vine Pair co-founder Adam Teeter, and we'll see you next week. Thanks a lot.